Welcome to the Basketball Update. I'm Adam Nazarelli. This is the update for February 1st, 2021. All right, guys, today we are going to go through my very early NBA All-Star predictions. We're going through this because fan voting has begun this week, and we're roughly a quarter of the way through the season. So just to preface through my predictions here, I'd like to say that I'm just going off of the games we've played so far. So I'm going to go through the Eastern Conference first, go through the starters, the bench, and my notable exceptions, and then the same with the Western Conference. I just want to say that because obviously due to COVID uh, protocols and precautions, like some teams have played way less games than others. Some players have been out for considerable amounts of time. So I wanted to add that because, you know, I don't want any hate mail, you know, a month down the line when, let's say, the Heat you know, they're 7-12 and 12 right now. They, they win 15 games in a row kind of a deal. And, you know, one of their guys comes into the picture. So just an example, but I just wanted to preface that here. So let me do this quickly because that is the MO of the show kind of. So the Eastern Conference, my starters are Kyrie Irving at point guard or guard, Jalen Brown at guard, Kevin Durant as a forward, Giannis Antetokounmpo as a forward, and Joel Embiid as center. I don't really think there's much to add here. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant obviously are on the superstar-led Brooklyn Nets, who are 13-8 and right now. Kyrie's missed a few games, but he's still looking like the best point guard in the Eastern Conference right now, so kind of self-explanatory there. Jalen Brown from the Boston Celtics. You know, the narrative coming up to this year was that the Celtics were Jason Tatum's team and... Jalen Brown was kind of the B star. I think that's changed a bit though with Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum being on equal levels or even almost even Jalen Brown being a bit better. I mean, he's having a fantastic season. Pretty much in every scoring metric, Jalen Brown is outperforming his teammate Jason Tatum. And, you know, he's really impressed me this season. Next up, we have Kevin Durant. Kind of self-explanatory. Moving from the Western Conference two years ago, missing a season. And then now he's looking like an old self, fantastic player, not much to add there. Giannis, I mean, fan favorite, he's he's having a fantastic season as well. Joel Embiid, you know, he's really carving out a MVP caliber season, I should say. I don't want to say it's a bit early right now. His team's 14-6, and six, but I think Daryl Morey has really transformed this 76ers team and he's made some really savvy trades he's got Danny Green he's put Danny Green Seth Curry on the team he surrounded Joel Embiid shooters so you know he can just go hard in the paint and uh, really crash the boards there so those are my starters for the Eastern Conference next up we have the bench all right so we have Trey Young James Harden Malcolm Brogdon Colin Sexton DeMontis Sabonis Jason Tatum and Chris Middleton Man, the Eastern Conference was really, really tough this year. There could be two new players to the All-Star Game this year. I'm not entirely sure if Malcolm Brogdon's made an All-Star Game before, but Colin Sexton has definitely not. So we have at least one new All-Star. Trey Young, you know, I was debating about putting him in the starters. Like, him and Kyrie are interchangeable a little bit, but I think Kyrie's having a bit better of a season statistically. James Harden, I mean... 
you can't really have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant without James Harden. I mean, he's still a top five player in the league. He didn't make the starters, but he'll be on the bench. Malcolm Brogdon having a really, really good season, um, carrying currently the Pacers to the fourth seed in the East, which are 11 and 8. DeMontis Sabonis, he's really transformed his game in the past two years, I want to say. He's kind of become this you know 21st century passing big point forward if you will even though he's a bit of a center so those two are kind of locks for me Jason Tatum again having a really good year he's missed a little bit of time and then Chris Middleton who's um who's having a fantastic season as well one of his best seasons in my opinion at least I thought he would be not as strong just because Drew Holiday was uh, was on the team and, and and his addition I thought would take some touches away from Middleton but you know Drew Holiday's kind of transitioned himself into more of that Chris Paul type point point guard where he's he's becoming a full-on facilitator for Chris Middleton and Giannis and Tedekuampo. So here are my notable exceptions for the Eastern Conference. So we have Gordon Hayward from the Charlotte Hornets, Julius Randle from the New York Knicks, Zach Levine from the Chicago Bulls, Fred Van Vliet from the Raptors, Bam Adebayo from the Heat, and Bradley Beal from the Wizards. And, you know, there's even more, really. Like, you could probably make an argument for Vucevic, Jeremy Grant. I mean, the East is really tough this year for all-star players. I mean, so many of these guys that I've listed on the team, I mean, how many teams did I even put up? So there's one Brooklyn Nets, two Boston Celtics, 76ers, Hawks, Pacers, Cavs. Yeah, so six or seven teams here. So there, there, I, there is a, f- a few two team, a few teams missing that could potentially have players. But just based on how I look at the All Star game, I think you really need to have a well rounded team. I think you could easily make an argument for any of the notable exceptions here, especially like Gordon Hayward. You know, he was kind of you know relegated a little bit on that Boston Celtics team, but he's really shined on this Charlotte Hornets team, and they've been super fun to watch, especially with Lamelo Ball. Terry Rozier has been fantastic, so they've been really fun to watch. Fred Van Vliet, you could make an argument for. I mean, he's been kind of one of those. I mean, him and Pascal Siakam have been kind of one and two for the Raptors right now, even Kyle Lowry. So I think the Raptors have shot themselves in the foot just having like three guys who are all kind of equal level. Zach Levine, I think his bulls aren't good enough yet. I want to see them with a positive record before he should make the All-Star game, even though he's been a fantastic player. Bam Adebayo and Bradley Beal are really those two players who, just because they're they're on losing teams right now, you just it's just so hard. I mean, they're so fantastic. And it really pains me not to have them on the team, but I mean, they're just losing. They're just losing teams. Heat are 7-12. and 12. That can really turn around once uh, Jimmy Butler comes back here. I mean, he's been back for one game, so if they win 10, 15 games in a row, like I stated earlier, they could easily, either one of those guys could slip in. Bradley Beal's a lot tougher. He's 15th in the East, 3-12. and 12. So, yeah, I, don't, I've, I really, I can't put him in. So that's my Eastern Conference. Moving quickly into our Western Conference, we have our starters. We have Steph Curry, Donovan Mitchell, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and Nikola Jokic. You know, in this Western Conference, I don't even think any of these, for the starters at least, these guys are debatable. Like, I think pretty much everyone would agree with me. Maybe you could make an argument against Steph Curry, but... When, when that Clay Thompson injury announcement came out, everyone thought the Warriors are going to suck this year. And they're 11-9 and nine as of the making of this podcast. And largely, if not like 
80% of the reason is Steph Curry. They're eighth in the Eastern Conference. I mean, they're in they're in that playoff spot range. I don't know. I, I think Steph Curry deserves a starter here, and he's really popular due to fan voting and, and his media popularity. I think he makes it there. Donovan Mitchell, I mean, he's led his Utah Jazz team to an 11-game win streak. They just lost to the Denver Nuggets today. So their win streak is over, but they're 15 and 5. He's been fantastic. That that full that whole team has been fantastic. Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and Nikola Jokic. I mean, it's, it's just undebatable. Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James, two of the best, you know, small forward, power forward, you know, two through four players in the league. Just fantastic at everything they do, offense, defense. Nikola Jokic, he's paving his way to, you know, what looks like an MVP campaign similar to his uh, contemporary Joel Embiid in the Eastern Conference. I just I just don't think you can have an argument against these three players as starters. Now, coming up to our bench for this Western Conference, we have Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic, and Brandon Ingram. So we have no new All-Stars this year for the Western Conference crazy over this bench though i mean similar story i mean with no new all-stars it's kind of or in my perspective at this point in the season you know there's really not much else to add devin booker you know he's looking solid again this year he's he's he's, statistically he's a little bit down but i think you know you've brought in chris paul mccall bridges deandre and they're taking touches away from him so as long as he's um playing solid i I think you know you, you can't make an argument against him Damian Lillard, you know, a story as old as time. He'll always he'll always be, you know, in that conversation for an all-star spot. Paul George has really done solidly this year. Rudy Gobert, same as Donovan Mitchell. I mean, that that Utah Jazz is a super well-oiled machine. I always say, or at least I've been saying the past few years, they always feel like they're one piece away. Like Mike Conley, when he came last year, it felt like he was a piece he had a he, he he played terribly last year, but this year he's looking really good, and it was the Mike Conley they expected to get. So and Jordan Clarkson's playing really well too. So maybe they're not a piece away anymore. Maybe this is a legitimate championship contender team. Anthony Davis, same as LeBron James. I mean, just the superstar duo for that Los Angeles Lakers team. Luka Doncic and Brandon Ingram. You know. I went on this whole spiel with the Eastern Conference of how you can't have a losing record and be an all-star, but there's really no one else, I think, that deserves it more than them. Luka Doncic, I mean, he's a perennial triple-double type player. I mean, he's going to break dozens of records throughout his career. So, you know, his team's only 8-12 and 12 right now. They're on a five-game losing streak. Could easily turn that around and win five in a row. So, you know, you can't have him out. Brandon Ingram, same deal. I was super low on him. Uh, I guess the show's not that old, so people don't probably know my old NBA opinions. But, you know, I've never really been high on Brandon Ingram, and he's just completely 180. He's been fantastic. He's been a baller this year. I think he definitely deserves it. Now, my notable exceptions, there's not as many in this Western Conference this year, surprisingly. I guess we've had some stars move to the East and whatnot, and there's just some weaker teams. So my notable exceptions are Ja Morant, Shai Gilgis-Alexander, DeMar DeRozan, DeAndre Ayton, and Christian Wood. And I think the two most prevalent guys here are John Morant, who is on the Memphis Grizzlies, who are 8-6 and six right now. So they've missed quite a bit of time due to COVID protocols and whatnot. They've won six in a row, but 
that team is not built to last. I mean, they're they're probably going to slip a little bit. John Morant's been fantastic, but really out of any of these players, I don't know if you can make an argument. Maybe maybe if Doncic's Mavericks like are sliding a lot and John Morant's keep doing well, then you can make an then argument there for same as Brandon Ingram. But the other guys I listed as well, DeAndre Ayton, I mean, kind of Devin Booker's taking his spot on the Suns. DeMar DeRozan, maybe. I don't think he's been fantastic, though. His Spurs are 11-9. and nine. I think that's more. That's a very cohesive, team-driven team. Is that a weird sentence? I don't know. But it, it, it seems to me like he's not super outstanding. Like, you, you have DeJounte Murray coming back um, and just other guys on the team. Shy Gilgis Alexander, similar situation with the um, Spurs, actually. They haven't been outstanding as well. But Christian Wood, I think, could easily make it. He, he's that one guy who's putting up like 23 and 10, something like that. And this Rockets roster is super weird. Like, this Houston Rockets team is going to be in some like bar quiz in 20 years or something. They're so weird. Like, it just does not feel right seeing all the, like, John Wall, Victor Aladipo, Demarcus Cousins. Like, it's such a weird team to me. I don't know. But um, Christian Wood's been fantastic. So that was my very, or hopefully quick, but well thought out rundown of my Eastern and Western Conference all-star predictions. In a month or two when they're actually announced, we're going to go through that again. Next week will be a regular episode, so we'll go over regular news. So hopefully... I offended no fan base, but I probably offended every fan base, but that's just how it goes sometimes, guys. So thank you for listening. That's all the news for this week. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Nazarelli. You can find the show notes at tbu.ffmi.ca. Look forward to our next episode on Monday, February 8th. Thanks for listening.